Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to Himself and given us. So you have a ministry. You have a ministry. The day you became born again, you have a ministry. You have been called into ministry. You don't go to Bible school to become a minister. To come and confess. The Bible mentioned pastor, priest, ev- um, pastor, evangelist. Blah, blah. These are the gifting Jesus gave. The day they put that thing on you, they limit you to a reverend. And they make you look like the reverend is there. It's nothing. It's not found in the scripture. What does the reverend mean? It means a minister, a servant, isn't it? Yeah. My problem is, why is it that when they teach in the Bible school and they are anointing people, they never anoint people as teachers? It's only pastor, prophet, evangelist, apostle, doctor, doctor, bishop, ark. Those things don't mean anything. There is a, 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 a movie, a Christian movie, whatever, in Nigeria, Mount Zion, something. They show movies, short, short movies. And I saw one yesterday. It was very funny. It was two pastors that went to some village to go and do some evangelism oh no crusade and the one of the one of the pastors he was he's been fooling around duping people you know secret life so one of the wealthy guys in the town did not come to church because the daughter was possessed by demon and then they called him so he went and then when he went he entered the room the lady young lady was there looking at him and he wanted to do, ah. and then the, one of the pastors said, "In the name of Jesus, shut up!" And the demon was like, <sighs> so that that pastor too was going to say, "In the, he said, hey, fear." <laughs> he said, hey, 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 "Don't dare, don't dare." <laughs> then the other pastor said, "He wants to confuse us in the name of Jesus." And then he said, "The demon said, pastor, if you want to be exposed, try it." <laughs> <laughs> you know and then he, because he wanted to show because now they were all watching ah, what's the demon talking about so he used wisdom to say how can you listen to the wisdom of, of devils <laughs> yeah and then as he said in the name of Jesus and the demon said you you have been duping uh, taking money from this one and stealing from here even in your office you are stealing this you are stealing money blah blah he began to uh, 
Then he said, in the name of Jesus, shut up. I said, go away. And he got up and held the man of God and threw him on the floor. And the small guy, pastor among them, who is not there in rank, was the one that would say, in Jesus' name, stop it. And the demon would stop. He wasn't the senior. He wasn't the ark. He was a man filled with Jesus. Yeah. He was a man. Let Jesus be your focus. When you come to this church, there's nothing I can tell you but Jesus. If you want to get married, I'll tell you about Jesus. If you want to have children, I'll tell you about Jesus. If you want to travel outside the country, I'll tell you about Jesus. I'm not giving you any contrary for anything. The only contrary is the word of God. If you can't receive that one, go home. Go. The reason why we have a lot of law in the churches. You always want to preach what is on your heart. What you feel like which should be said. Say, I'm God in the flesh. Like I shared with you on Friday. If you don't understand what has been enshrined in the will for you, there's no way you can engage and, understand and enjoy all the benefits that God has for you. So you will be crying, moving from one church to another, one pastor to another, one man of God to another. Your pro- the solution is not in a prophet or in a man of God. The solution is in the knowledge of the word of God. That is where the solution is. If you have the word of God, thank God here, because of the small, small knowledge we have, people come here, they come and preach. When they call for sick people, it is always new people. None of the people that have sat under my feet, you know how to heal yourself. If you can heal yourself, you can heal your mother, you can heal your father, you can heal your son. Yesterday, my son was coughing. <clears throat> Mommy just jumped on the bed and hit and said, you get out now. Any form of cough. Get out! I said, yes. Cough, Nankasobun said, it's not every house we enter. Because you do not. You don't allow anything. You must have some kind of knowledge. This is the confidence. People have used this one to scare us. That you are not receiving because you don't know the will of God. Your prayer is not according to the will. So go and fast three, three days. Your prayer is not according to the will because you have done A, B, C, or D. Your prayer, you know, they use this one to scare us. And you always ask them, this is the confidence. What do you think it is? Do you think it's boldness? Like you have confidence to pray? No. The confidence is in your knowledge of the life. That one gives you confidence. The life you have gives you confidence. What does it mean? Today you have eternal life. So as you begin to pray, Lord, I receive this. Lord, thank you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, oh. You know it's done. Why? You have confidence because you have eternal life. That is the confidence. Go on to the 15. It's amazing. The 15. And if we know. And if we know that he hear us. Whatsoever we ask. We know that we have what? The petition. You must know. If the Bible said, Jesus said, when you pray, believe in your heart that you have received it. He said, and if we know that he hears us. Oh, there was a time Jesus was praying. He said, Father, I know you hear me always. In John 11. He said, I know you hear me always. He said, I wouldn't have asked you, but because of these people, I am. Do you always know God hears you? You should have that confidence that he hears you always.
whether you have done something wrong or something right. Huh? Okay, that's another topic. Because they've always taught you that when you have done something wrong, God can't hear you. So how then can he forgive you? <laughs> Did Mary Magdalene pray to Jesus? Did Rahab the prostitute pray to Jesus? You, you have not understood what the love of God is all about. Even Christians have not embraced and understood the love of God. So you think you do something wrong and God is mad that you want to carry some microphone and hit you. Or something bad happened to the person because he did something wrong. No. There is, some, there is a way to do something. When you do something wrong, there is a quick way to do things before Satan takes over. Like Ananias and Sapphira. It wasn't God that killed them. The Bible says that Satan filled their heart. The one that filled their heart killed them. I'm not sharing me. And since when? Every man of God is teaching that God killed and, and the Spirit of God killed Ananias and Sapphira because they lied to God in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Do you all know who were born again is? If they were born again, you think God will allow? Didn't you read the scripture? Psalm one thirty six. What did Psalm ninety one tell you? He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the loathsome pestilence. A thousand shall fall at thy left and ten thousand at thy right, but they shall not come nigh thee. See, knowledge. Knowledge will free you. See, I never pray a day. I'm going to sleep and I'm praying, Father, as I'm going to sleep. I've never done that. I do when I remember. I jump into bed and sleep. Some can't do that. Because they must pray and smear their home. With the blood of Jesus. Cover the door. Cover the window. Seal every small hole. And as they are sleeping and something, boo, boo, boo. He has given his angels charge over thee to keep thee in that path. You see, there are a lot of realities that you don't think about. You are always devil conscious, Satan conscious, fear conscious. Fear. Fear conscious. You heard what the lawyer said. Somebody can will a will to somebody. And yet, the person can never enjoy the properties. Why? Because they cannot access it. First of all, they don't even know. They are not aware. So the court will hold on to the properties till thy kingdom come. Meanwhile, that person is walking somewhere suffering. That has become the order of the day for believers. You are suffering every day thinking that it is the devil. 99.9% of a believer's problem is never the devil. Not. Quote me anywhere. I have a lot of scriptures to show you. Before you were born, victory was given to you. Before you were born, you were declared more than a conqueror. What else should God do? He said, he that is born of God has overcome this world or has, you know, defeated this world. And this is the confidence that we have. Uh, uh, this is the victory that overcame the world. Even our faith. So victory was given to you before you were born. Why are you not fighting the devil? Understand your victory and stand by the victory. If I'm a, if I'm a boxer and I've won the title, when I'm going to fight, I don't go and fight as though I am going to collect the title. I go and do what? Defend my title. Christians have been called to defend titles. We have not been called to go and fight. Every day you are fighting. Anything the devil has taken from me. Any blessing the devil has taken from me. Any paya paya, paya paya, receive it back. I take it back. Because you saw in the book of Psalm that David said, I'll recover. 
will pursue, overtake, recover. So you see on posters, pursue, overtake, recover 2021. 9.30 to 10.30. Where are you going? I'm going to overtake, recover. Hey, Papa, we must recover. Recover what? All things are yours. Hey. The lawyer told you that when a will is will to you, nobody can take it back from you. Why do you think God has willed all these things? Jesus has willed all these things to you. Yet, you believe. You think we are in the Old Testament era. So somebody says somebody has taken your glory. Somebody has taken your blessing. And they have put it. I, I see them in a chain. And they've locked and they're thrown it in the sea. Show, show me the scripture again. And David inquired at the Lord. Saying, shall I pursue? Okay. If you want to follow this scripture. Please do the first one first. Hear from God that you should pursue. Don't start pursuing. Oh, look. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, "Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I over overtake them?" And he answered, "Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them." So last year you 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 pursued, you overtook. This year, why are you chasing again? Next year, one week. Why are you for what? Possessing my possession. Possessing my possession. Show me First John five four. It's all about the covenant. You must understand what I have cannot be taken. Nobody can take a blessing from you. Do you know what it means? Who is the one taking the blessing? The devil, witch, wizard, taking what? What's his name? Jabez. We read about it. Do you remember? The Bible says he was more honorable than his brethren. He, the one that you said he is suffering. Then as for his brothers, I don't know. The Bible never said Jabez. Jabez was suffering. The Bible says that his mother only named him Jabez because of the pain she went through. But that man that went through that pain, his life was not in pain. So you go for this program and say, every pain you are in, you accept. So already you have accepted you are in pain. You have accepted you are suffering. Which is contrary to your covenant right. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in sorrow. That is all. That is all we know about the scripture. Why do they leave the honorable and go to pain? Or sorrow? Because you, when they see your face, you are sorrowful. When we hear you talk, you are sorrowful. Why, why God? Why? Why are things happening? How can you be an owner of all things? And yet you talk as though things are taken away from you. You have believed what you are not supposed to believe. Because you haven't paid the price. Sorry, you haven't paid the attention to get into the word of God to find out what has been freely given to you. So you just believe what people say. And some of these men of God that do this, trust me, I'm telling you on authority. They don't spend time in the word. If they spend time in the word, look, if they spend time in the word, they are looking for what will make you 
I've been there before. Look at first John 5 4. Read everybody. NLT. Uh huh. He does what? He does what? Who? Every child of God. You have been made to defeat. Your lifestyle is a lifestyle of defeat. So you defend your victory. Hmm. Said, and we achieve this victory through what? Through our faith. Can I see TPT? You see, every child of God overcomes the world. Look, the word is overcomes, it's present, it's continuous. Every child of God overcomes. This is what we do. So when they are increasing bills and whatever, the Bible says you overcome the world. It is part of the world. Instead of speaking scripture, you are speaking figures. Tell you now the economy is that things are hard though. That hard situation, the Bible is part of the world. The Bible says, I am a child of God. I overcome the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. There's a man of God called Kenneth Copeland. He was writing a letter to some of his people in Canada. And when he was writing at that time, there was recession. And companies were sacking people from, from the office. And Kenneth sent a message in a letter and said, you need to live above situations of this world for you are victorious. Now, he sent the message way ahead before the recession happened. So, this woman took the word of God and decided to meditate on the word of God that I have overcome the world. I have overcome every situation. I live above. I have overcome. You know, she didn't know that there was going to be recession. Then, all of a sudden, the recession came. And her role was such that if you are laying off people, it should affect her. Now, in the time of recession, when people are laying off because money is not in the system, she got promoted. She got promoted because the word of God did so. What did the Bible say about promotion? It doesn't come from north, south, east. It comes from the north, where God is. See, you don't need to know anybody for promotion. You only need to stick with him. He will promote you. How it will happen, you don't know. Even when, I was telling that if you don't have a job, do yours. Start your own. And you're asking me where are you going to get the money from? Your first sales will be your capital. How would you do it? I don't know. I don't care. He will set me up. It's true. So you are sitting at home four years, five years, six years, and you keep complaining. Prophet, I've been sending my CV everywhere. You don't want to be a CEO. God wants to make you a CEO. You want to be a salary worker? So when through you, God blesses. I mean, there's a manifestation through the business. Does it come to your pocket? How much salary increment do they give you? How much bonus will you get? So God decided to hold you on and say, look, start thinking right. 
Now you begin to think like men. Where will I get salary? Where will I get capital? Where, because you are following this uh, motivational whatever. When they are done talking to you, you go to them, ask them money, they won't give you. We are telling you things that work. Be there and suffer. When the scriptures gives you the ability, the opportunity to enjoy life. That's why you would think coming into Christianity, things are hard. When I was in the world, you were a big fool. You are in the world of dead people. Now you have come into life. Your problem is not God. Your problem is not the devil, I'm telling you. The Christian problem is not, 99.9% is not the devil. The Christian problem, 99.9999999 is ignorance of the word of God. Ignorance. Total ignorance. Even demons are not ignorant like that. The Bible says when you cast him out and he's coming back, he'll go and bring seven of seven stronger than him. They are fulfilling the principle of solidarity. You, you are born again. You don't stick with born against. You stick with other people. When the Bible says, do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. Now you are equally, you are, you are yoking unequally. And yet you want to move don't you know you they'll corrupt you? They will give you information that will corrupt your judgment. The whole thing about Christianity is about information. Information from the word of God. What I'm doing to you is giving you information. You can only get the information, it builds your faith. Faith can only come by information. So, whatever information you get is what builds your faith. You think you can't make it in this life, it's, it's information. You will build faith out of it. You think the Bible says you, are, you have overcome this world. The more you think about it, the more faith is built in that area. The more faith. Alright. I'll show you three things. How you can be able to access the new covenant. The first one is the understanding of the word of grace. You must first of all understand the word of grace. We are in the era of grace. There is no word you need except the word of grace. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 20 verse 32, he says that I commend you to God. He said, and so, okay, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. Let me see the TPT. He says, and so now, I entrust you into God's hands. And the message of his grace. Say the message of his grace. The message of his grace. Which is all that you need. To become strong. Hmm. All of God's blessings are imparted through the message of his grace. Which he provides as the spiritual inheritance given to all of his holy ones. As I am teaching you the message of grace, what I'm trying to do is to unveil and release the benefits that are coded in the message of grace. It is through the message of grace you can receive the inheritance. Otherwise, you will continually to become a baby. And that is what we have in a lot of places now. The Bible calls it Nepeos. He said, as Nepeos, 
as long as as long as you remain an appeals as long as you remain a child he said you different there's nothing different between you and a servant even though you are lord of all said that the heir as long as he is a child the reason why we preach and preach longer and all these messages like I'll keep saying it's not because we know how to talk we want to help you to grow because you see he said the statement is as long as if it's going to take you 20 years and remain as a child you are, you are not different from a servant even though you are lord of all so all things are yours but you are still a baby and it is not physical age. <laughs> Baby and maturity in Christ is your knowledge about the word of grace. It's knowledge about the word of grace. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who, pastors who are, who are babies. Yeah. Babies. Leading babies. Babies, when you hear the kind of messages, the kind of directions, the kind, even in your offering, listen, if you want to understand somebody's ministry, look out for two things. Look at their posture when it comes to salvation and their posture when it comes to eternal life. Just that. These two will tell you whether they are babies or not. So when you hear people preaching and blah, 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 find time and look, Google and find out their message on salvation. Their message on salvation will tell you whether they are matured or their babies. There are two amazing guys in Nigeria that everybody is chasing after. They, are, they preach, I mean, mysteries in spirit and blah, blah, blah. I heard their message on salvation. I shook my head. I said, no. They still don't believe once saved is forever saved. They still think that you must do something to lose salvation. Immediately I heard that. I was like, wow. I must be careful about other messages. If the basic foundation is wrong, what are you building upon? Your message on salvation is not apt according to the word of God. People must do things to be saved. They can lose their salvation. Why did Jesus come? In fact, why would he even come in the first place? To come and work so that people will still sin. Because the Bible says, whilst you were yet sinners, he came. Or you thought you didn't know that men will still make mistakes? <laughs> this message of salvation, the gospel. So not everybody is preaching the gospel. No, you hear everybody saying we preach the gospel, but it's not the gospel. Do you know who, what the gospel is? The gospel is the message of grace. It is Jesus. If it is not the message of grace, if there is any law in there, it is not the gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Unto salvation. First to the Jew and to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. You cannot preach salvation without touching on righteousness. Because it is in salvation that righteousness is revealed. From faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. If whatever you are saying at the end of the day is not building the faith of the people in the message of Christ, it's not the gospel. Not at all. Not at all. 
I'm going to have some time. Eh? Those of you that really want to understand this thing, I'll have some time for you, sit with you, and teach you. Because I, wa I want people, it's not everybody that appreciates these things. But I'm looking for people that really appreciate, you want to understand it to the core and appreciate. This thing has changed my life so much. I don't struggle, I don't hustle to do anything. I don't. I don't. I pray, but some, sometimes, I'm telling you, I just woke up to 2 a.m. There was on the Holy Ghost. I read for, for like 15 minutes and I went to bed. You give me up to tomorrow, I'll still be talking. Because I've not even touched what he said I should say. Because I've come to understand something about him that makes life easier. I don't worry about money. I don't worry about salary. I don't worry about anything because he provides. Don't worry. One day people will come to understand these things. It is difficult to teach in the churches because you might lose all the people. Why are you telling me I'm suffering? Why are you telling me I'm blessed already? When we well, look at where I live, I'm telling you, the person, the 18 year old person that had gone to the US was living in a kiosk. Some one day, if you can believe just the word of God, it will turn your life around. You don't need three years. All you need is I believe. That is all. All things are possible. Stop living your life under the systems of this world, though. It will delay you. Huh. Stop living. You think you will make it in three years. You think you will make it in four years. You think you will make it in five years. That is the systems of this world. Chronological. But in God, he's Kairos. Every day, every day is today. That is the life of faith. Reason why you want to get things and it's delayed. Because somewhere in your mind, you don't believe it must happen now. Just like I ask you a question. My dear, can I ask you a question? Can you be pregnant today and deliver tomorrow? Exactly. That is the average response of everybody. But when you ask me, I say yes. Do you know why your mind will buggle? Because you live under the systems of the world. Who makes people pregnant? I am the Lord. Is there anything too hard for me? You have placed him in the place of too hard. And you have put yourself under the system. So what if, what if you have gotten married? Your in-laws are about to sack you. You have only three months that year to deliver. It means you will lose your marriage. You must believe God to the core. And I'll always tell you things that have happened before. Sarah couldn't deliver in 25 years because of her faith. The Bible says, the day Sarah believed herself, she received strength to conceive. Look at it. Through faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive. So without faith, she couldn't have conceived. So all the 25 years that Abraham had to suffer, the problem was Sarah. I'm telling you, marry on purpose. Marry on purpose. Sarah destroyed Abraham's... <laughs> Look at it. Sarah herself received strength. So she couldn't have received years ago. 
if she had believed, any time she, she, would, she would have believed, she would have conceived. So this lady came. We didn't pour oil. Me is the word of God. If you don't like, don't come. Then I asked her, do you really want to have a child? He said, yes. I said, are you born again? He said, yes. I said, do you have a name for your child? No. Ah. Do you want a boy or a girl? I don't know. Anyone. If you live a life of anyone, you are not going to have anyone. Then my, my, my eyes were open and I saw a boy. And I said, you know God is giving you a boy. He said, yes, that's what my husband and I have been looking for because the family said, you have a boy. I said, you have a boy. I said, go give him a name. Immediately her faith was built after the word. She said, no, man of God, I name him Samuel. I said, yes, Samuel it is. I said, go to town. Go and buy Samuel's coat. Go and buy clothes for Samuel. Start calling Samuel in the house. When you are home, walk like you are pregnant. Because you are pregnant. When you are there, call Samuel, where are you? She began to do like a fool. Like a fool. Faith looks like foolishness. She said she would be in the hall. Her husband actually came to say it. She would be sitting in the couch and say, hey, Samuel, stop. Hey, bring that thing to me, Samuel. Then my husband said, ah, you do what is wrong with you? He said, I'm calling Samuel, don't you? We walk by faith, not by sight. Just that month, she got pregnant. When she went to the hospital to go and check, she was five months pregnant. The doctors, the machine says five months pregnant. November, she gave birth. November, she gave birth. That was it. She brought Samuel to church. I named Samuel. Not a story. I named Samuel. I think they said him. They even gave it to my father, Jedu. <laughs> I'm telling you, faith, I've seen it work. That is why I believe you can be pregnant today and deliver tomorrow. Stop putting yourself. Bible says with men it is impossible, but with God, all things be in the place of God and stop putting yourself in the place of men. It go be, you not go be. It go, Master, it's done. I am the Lord. Is there anything too hard? He can do it. Stop subjecting yourself to the terms and conditions of this world, it will restrain you. Very soon, you will start praying against limitations. Very soon, your prayer topic will be lim every limitation in my life. Anything that doesn't stop, make me go ahead. Have you seen a spirit being limited before? When you start business, when I start something, I don't finish. Do you know what the Bible says about you? You serve a God. He said, who begins and finishes it? Once he finishes, do you know his name? He's called the starter and the finisher. He's called the alpha. He's called the aleph and tough. In Hebrew, it means starter. He's the starter. He's the only one that starts the thing. And once he starts it, he will watch on. Now, why is he called starter and finisher? Because he doesn't really worry about the process. The process shall be taken care of. You worry about the process. Think about the starting. When am I starting this? Once you have started. Oh, don't you understand? In the book of Jeremiah. He said, I know the thought that I think towards you. Not the thought of evil, but of good. That you may have an expected end. God's will is that you have an expected end. That's why he brought Jesus. That expectation, he brought it. Jesus is our starter. He's our finisher. He's the author and finisher of our faith. 
That's why you can't build faith outside Christ. If you build faith in Jeremiah, it's, well, it's not faith. Unless that, that thing about Jeremiah has Christ in there. Uh-oh. Do you get it now? Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So if I have faith to get married this year, this faith must be in Christ. That is why you must understand the comment. Why is it that you pray always? Sometimes you receive answer. Sometimes you don't receive answer. Is that what the Bible says? Because you see, we have moved from the place of God answering you to you knowing he has answered and you releasing the answer by faith. People are praying and you are waiting for God to answer. That's not what he said. In the Old Testament, that's what they were waiting for. In the New Testament, he said, when you pray, believe in your heart that you have received. It means prayer answered. So in the spirit, you have caught the thing. Then he said, and ye shall have them. Ye shall have them is the manifestation of what you have received. In between, you have received and ye shall have them is the lifestyle of faith. The 21 days. So my question is, as you were praying for this microphone, did you believe you have received it? Did you know you have received it? That is the question. Pray until you have that victory note. You like changing prayer topics too much. You have not received, you have not seen this in your spirit yet. Yet you are changing. You prayed about this one and you stop. You have not got the day you stop praying. Somebody will ask, Man of God, so do I pray once about a matter? The question is in twofold. Yes and no. Yes, when you have received the victory note. No, when you have not received it. If you haven't received the victory note, keep praying. When you keep praying, in the Bible, it is called importunity. The Bible says one day, a man went to, his, to knock on his friend's door. And he said, give me bread, for I have some visitors to go and give. The man says that, no, I can't help you now because we have locked the door. And me and my children, we are sleeping in the chamber. And the man won't stop knocking. He knocked and knocked. The Bible says the importunity of the man. He knocked ah, until the man came and said, Abba, this is your knock. If, you, if I don't give you, you will leave. The man asked for one. He said, I will give you more than you have asked so that you don't come back and come and knock again. And the Bible says, even if this man, the importunity of this man is like this, how much more God? So you just said, God, I need a microphone. You just said it, but you have not received it. The question is, when you receive it, how do you know you have received it? You see, that's another topic. So instead of paying attention to the devil, who is doing me, who is not doing me, who is doing, pay attention to spiritual things. And understand these things. Speak in tongues a lot. Once you receive it, you will know. That night, I, I was praying and I knew God has given me a congregation of one million. I stopped praying about it. Thank you for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian rayma night at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on sunday at 8 a.m follow the prophet of god on his official facebook page prophet danny hyphen Jedu, and on instagram at prophet danny Jedu. for videos you can subscribe to his youtube channel 
you can contact Word and Spirit International on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five four nine three seven seven two nine zero or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine or plus two three three two seven five one zero zero eight zero zero. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. You were made to live from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed. Name.